and weaknesses. Though it had meant leaving Monterey penniless, he had not taken the gold and jewels Serafina had secreted. Now, with the dreams of age that had turned his hair to silver, that had dimmed his eyes and lived in aching bones, he prayed that it would be found one day by lovers or dreamers. If God was just, he would allow Serafina to choose. Whatever the church preached, Felipe refused to believe God would condemn a grieving child for the sin of suicide. No, she would be as he had left her more than forty years ago on these very cliffs, forever young and beautiful and full of hope. He knew he would not come here again. His time of penance was almost at an end. He hoped when he saw his Serafina again, she would smile at him and forgive a young man's foolish pride. He rose bending in the wind, leaning on his cane to keep his feet under him, and left the cliffs to Serafina. There was a storm brewing, marching across the sea, a summer storm full of power and light and wild wind. In that eerily luminescent light, Laura Templeton sat content on the rock. Summer storms were the best. They would have to go in soon, back to Templeton House, but for now she and her two closest friends would wait and watch. She was sixteen, a delicately built girl with quiet gray eyes and bright bronze hair, and as full of energy as any storm. I wish we could get in the car and drive right into it. Margot Sullivan laughed. The wind was fitful and growing stronger. Right into it. Not with you behind the wheel, Kate Powell sneered. You've had your license a whole week and already have a rep as a lunatic. You're just jealous because it'll be months before you can drive. Because it was true, Kate shrugged. Her short black hair fluttered. She took a deep gulp of air, loving the way it thickened and churned. At least I'm saving up for a car, instead of cutting out pictures of Ferraris and Jaguars. If you're going to dream, Margot said, frowning at the minute chip in the coral polish on her nails. Dream big. I'll have a Ferrari one day, or a Porsche. Or whatever I want. Her summer blue eyes narrowed with determination. I won't settle for some second-hand junker like you. Laura let them argue. She could have diffused the sniping, but understood it was simply part of the friendship, and she didn't care about cars. Not that she didn't enjoy the spiffy little convertible her parents had given her for her sixteenth birthday, but one car was the same as another to her. She realized it was easier in her position— She was the daughter of Thomas and Susan Templeton of the Templeton Hotel Empire. Her home loomed on the hill behind her, stunning under the churning gray sky. It was more than the stone and wood and glass that made it, more than the turrets and balconies and lush gardens, more than the fleet of servants who kept it shining. It was home. But she had been raised to understand the responsibilities of privilege. Inside her was a great love of beauty, of symmetry and a kindness. Aligned with it was a need to live up to the Templeton standards, to deserve all she'd been given by birthright, not only the wealth, which even at sixteen she understood, but the love of her family, her friends. She knew Margot fretted at limitations. Though they had grown up together at Templeton House as close as sisters, Margot's mother was the housekeeper. When Kate's parents had been killed, she had come to Templeton House an eight-year-old orphan. She was cherished, absorbed into the family, as much a part of Templeton as Laura and her older brother Josh. 
Laura and Margot and Kate were as close, perhaps closer, than sisters who shared blood. But Laura never forgot the responsibility of Templeton was hers. And one day, she thought, she would fall in love, marry and have children. She would carry on the Templeton traditions. The man who came for her, who swept her up in his arms, who made her belong to him, would be everything she'd ever wanted. Together they would build a life, create a home, carve out a future as polished and perfect as Templeton House. As she pictured it, dreams budded in her heart, delicate color bloomed on her cheeks while the wind tossed her blonde curls around them. Laura's dreaming again, Margot commented. Her grin flashed, turning her striking face into the stunning. Got Serafina on the brain again? Kate asked. Hmm? No, she hadn't been thinking of Serafina, but she did now. I wonder how often she came here, dreaming of the life she wanted with Felipe. She